If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. For all new and current subscribers, welcome back to Resilient Love. Resilient is being able to overcome difficult situations. This podcast is about love, love, tips on life, and how to level up in your business. Let's get started on the journey. Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of Resilient Love. For everybody that missed it, again, hey, we're back from another episode of Resilient Love. Yep. It's been a while, guys, but I'm so happy that we're here with you tonight. So, if you're tuning in, uh, it has been a while. And it's been a while because a lot has transpired, not only in our lives, but literally the life of the country. Episode, well, it's tonight we're recording. You called us. But our episode today is concerning living while black. A very touchy topic as we turn on the TV or even stroll down our timelines currently. Um, It is a, in the past, it has been one of the unpopular truths that just has kind of been, this issue must be dealt with head on. Head on. So, we're taking tonight, this episode, to really have a head-on collision with truth. Um, A lot of us are not driving under the right influence. So, this is going to be a head-on collision with truth tonight. And um, we did take a few notes, but if we go off script, just bear with us. We are still speaking from a very true narrative called Our Life. And so, um, Quentin and I have experienced certain things, not as a married couple, by the grace of God, but as individuals, we have stories of just the the life of living while black. So, one of the first things that um, Quentin wanted to bring up was take it with stride. That's a common phrase that people tend to say in respect of... Whatever happens in your community, your black community, take it with stride. Take it with a grain of salt. Move on. It's not that bad. Um, It could be worse. You know, people say things like that until you turn on the TV and you see the worst, the bad, the thing that everybody kept saying to get over that last time. Remember that last time we saw the situation? That last time we went through this drama? The last time we had to put a hashtag? They told us to get over it. But what do you say to a family? What do you say to a a daughter, a son, that 
you know, most of every case that we have had, we've had some type of uh, video evidence. Yes. What do you say to not just the children, but the family members as a whole, the mother, mm-hmm. the father, the uncle, aunt, that looks at it years later after, you know, hopefully a lot of times I'm pretty sure they don't look at it right away because it's just too traumatized. Tr- yeah, yeah. Um, it just doesn't feel real. Um, I can't imagine going through that. And, um, you know, I, I pray that I don't never have to experience that. Yeah. But in some way, shape, or form, this has hit us drastically. You know, we've seen it too often. It's time to do something about it. And, you know, I just can't, fa- you know, fathoming the thought of the, you know, the current gentleman, George Floyd, his daughter, just thinking about years later, her mm-hmm. looking at that video. I I just, I, it's, it's kind of mind boggling for me. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to take this opportunity to quote Will Smith. He said, racism isn't getting worse. It's getting filmed. This is the this is the narrative that I want us to recognize. Again, people tell us to take it with stride, but I want us to take it in truth. The truth is there is an underlying issue, right? Think about it medically. When a doctor or a medical professional says you have an underlying issue, which basically means there was something already wrong, but then this other thing happened. Come on now. So you got to recognize that with the George Floyd, God rest his soul and his family, God covered them. But as we talk about this subject, it's real because it's being filmed. In the past, all we had was photography and word of mouth. And we've had film in the past, but the problem has been, it's never been this blatant, like, it's ne- it's always been some missing pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And now as the puzzle continues to build. Mm-hmm. It's we- a lot of pieces now. You got mm-hmm. the body cams on the police. You have people who love to go live. Like Will Smith's point is, it's really not worse. It's just becoming exposed. And it's no longer that you can just look away and deny. Yeah. And I mean, with everything that happened down, like Quentin said, down the timeline, I mean, your timeline is becoming some truth. You can no longer hide behind profile pictures. And you know, in the middle of a pandemic at that, in the middle, um, I mean, this truly just literally took over the pandemic and just flooded the news. Yeah. Like every station, I never thought I would I would think that my grandkids would see this before I ever would. You would hope they wouldn't. Right. But, you know, I couldn't really expect to see the day that over 100 cities are burning or rioting at the same time. Yeah. With some type of vandalism or damage. And it's not, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about um, don't tear up your own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I do agree. But so many times this has happened Mm -hmm. and it's a riot and then it just dies down. We took it with stride for so many years. We just move on, guys. And we go back to business as usual. Right. And our voices are never really heard again. Right. Because we dilute it. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes, here's the thing. 
property can be restored. Mm-hmm. A life cannot. That's right. The day we appreciate um, property, property over, over life, mm-hmm. but we devalue life and mm-hmm. put property first, mm-hmm. there's a problem with our society. There's a problem. Major issue. And see, that's why we want to bring our first point to you that as an African-American community, we can no longer take this injustice with stride. We can no longer just go on as usual. Now is the time for us to stand up for what's right. I remember my teacher said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And for years, as a culture, we just fell for it. And there have been so many people, um, allies as they call them, to stand up and say, that's not right. But when your particular people, right, get in your ear, and they say, no, you shouldn't be standing with the blacks. You should be standing with us, whoever us is. And it's like, no, you got to stand for what's right. And, and here's another. And, and I, you know, I used to be kind of sketchy on topics, but I'm no longer sketchy. I, you know, and it's not just because I'm controversial, but I, I do believe in speaking up for what's right. Here's the thing. We always get to the all lives matter part that gets touchy. Go ahead and tell it. And all lives do matter. I want to make that clear. But particularly, black lives do matter. Because let's first deal with the black lives matter issue before we go with the all lives matter issue. Because if all lives matter, that would be inclusive to black lives mattering in the all lives clause. However, the clause has a flaw because... Everybody does not consider a black life to matter. Or it is, it's like a percentage. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, you're a human being. Right, you're human. But at the same time, you know, too bad for you. That's just kind of how, you know. And, you know, one thing I've always stood behind is, you know, something's not an issue till it touches your doorstep or somebody you know. Yeah. But, you know, this didn't touch the doorstep, but it touched, guess what? It touched the doorstep of our hearts. Right. It came to the doorstep of our hearts because we realized that it really could have been any one of us. Brianna Taylor. What what city was she? Brianna Taylor. I mean, her name is spelled just like mine. She was only twenty six years old. A EMS worker. A e- she was a part of the crew. They killed their own crew. Like EMS, police, fire. They all are part of what emergency? Pu- public service. Public safety. And it's like they killed one of their own, literally. So, and that was only due to just busting in a door with an accident, with the accidental address or whatever. The here's the thing here's with the thing. with that issue, you should know your facts before you bust any door down. Here, that's that's that's, that's where we're coming from with this topic, guys. 
we're coming from the fact that as a police organization and as a culture and community, there is discord with police and people of color. There's a discord. And we have to face the reality that there's discord. Now, how do you bring unity into discord? How do you do that? How do you bring... What is a solution that you can think of right now? First, you got to know who you're serving. You can't serve a community and you don't know them. Mm-hmm. That's first. Mm-hmm. Now, that is for the law enforcement side. Yeah. Now, the community has to be receptive to change. Yep. Um, it is not an easy task for neither side because it's new. The unfamiliar is always a tough task. Mm-hmm. But it must happen in order to get the change desired. Yeah. That is the only way, you know, you can't just, for example, Mm -hmm. if we had a five-year-old in a low-income housing, we can't just assume he's a bad kid because he's throwing rocks at a window. Mm -hmm. We should take the time to figure out what is happening with little Johnny to make him do this. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation with him. What what is his background? Where does he live? What is his life like? Not just slap on the wrist. Which that moves into our next point, and I like that. Be that's Mitchell. <laughs> it's Mitchell. Be the I in community. Thank yeah, you so much, Mitchell, for your good. comment because that's real. We have to be the I in community. We have to be the ones to take initiative yeah. in our community. So. That's very important. And and get back to the roots of what community really means. You know, our grandparents really knew what community meant. Everybody was just... Looking out for everybody. Right. And um, it's a place we got to get back to. We got to go build back up off the roots. So, the next point that we want to get into when it comes to living while black is also the trauma from past experiences. So when it comes to just everybody experiences trauma, right? Just like the all lives matter. Everybody experiences trauma. However, in the African-American culture, there is a stigma attached to the blue lights. There is a stigma attached to the police car as a whole, police cars as a whole. I mean, when they slow down, when they get behind you, when their blue lights come on, it, um, it just puts you on edge period. And I know for me, when I was in college, I was literally coming from the store. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just pulling out of my parking lot parking space and um i was going up the street to take a friend back to their dorm room because they didn't want to walk it and um because it was at that point it was like eight or nine so you know it had gotten dark at that point and so again i'm in college so i get stopped right in front of the cafeteria now remember it's just me my friend and a police officer and I get stopped 
And he questions me. He's like, where are you from? Whose car is this? Um, where's your um, license and registration? Um, where are you going? Like, I mean, it was the rundown, the literal rundown. And so in the end, after he ran the tags, he was like, okay, have a great day. But I was concerned because he literally was almost like, how do you have this car? And, you know, how are you driving it around here? And yada, yada, yada. And it was like, what are you trying to insinuate, sir? That I can't have a decent car despite the fact that I'm driving in a neighborhood that you might consider, you know, not worthy, quote unquote, of having this type of vehicle. Again, I was on my college campus and the neighborhood already has a stigma. And so it's just like that. It's HBCU. And so the neighborhood has a stigma. And so it just, it just put me in a bad position. You guys, it just made me feel funny. Like, I mean, because what else was I supposed to do? I mean, I did all I could do. And I mean, he really was like serious, but once he ran the tags, he realized, oh, okay, this is this, that is that, and then we left. Like, I had no issues with the tags, you guys, is my point. But it's just the process of how it went down. And I mean, that was the concerning part. You know, if the biggest thing is if you don't have a reason, that right? Is, that is defined as racial profiling or some type of bias profiling. Whether it's the car, the color, your color, whatever. What's the reason? You took the law out of this and you put your own personal in this. Mm -hmm. Which means you can no longer serve me effectively. You cannot Mm -hmm. serve and protect me effectively if you are putting your own biases in it. Yes, that's a good, that's good. So I need you to figure it out because as a community, as 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 a citizen, mm-hmm. we pay your salary. You know, people are so quick to forget taxes. Right. There's no taxation without representation. And sometimes we got to represent ourselves and speak the truth. There you go. We, you know, when we take back that power and voice and remind you what the line says every month, I get these taxes, these things that come out. So you're not, um, this is not like a IOU type of thing. Mm-hmm. This is, we work together, so I don't pay you. Right. <laughs> this is a, a, a binding contract type of thing. Yeah, we work it out. And so that's the thing, you guys. When it comes to the racial profiling, when it comes to just how to operate in the culture, how to literally have diversity training, having that multicultural training, recognizing that the way you operate with a African-American is not the way you operate with a Hispanic. I mean, it's just not, you have to know that there's a different approach to Mm -hmm. each person. And so as an educator, I recognize that the teaching style is not the same. So I know the policing style is not the same, but see, 
there's a thing that, that I don't believe certain police officers are tapping into and that's letting go of any discrepancies. You just need to follow the book. Follow the book. Don't add to it. Don't subtract from it. Follow the book. And, you know, every, and I do know, like you said, follow the book. We do know, understand. Don't think we're not, that we're naive and don't understand that, you know, things can't always just be by the book. There, There's a little wiggle room sometimes. Oh, because, of course. Because you have to improvise. Now, that's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is be just, be fair. Be what you represent. And we as a community, as a culture, must learn to not deface our own culture. Now, that's a whole nother topic. It is. But that's real. That's that's very real. I mean, you know, we got to remember, like, we are a very vital part of this country as well. Our dollar spends, our dollar builds this economy. So, you know, just, you know, you have to take all this in consideration in order to get effective change that you really want. And that leads us to our last point, which is restitution of Mm. justice. I've been waiting on this one. (laughs) I've been waiting on this one because, you know, I had to look at a case that just like disturbed me today. Mm -hmm. Really disturbed me. The young man was... um, was he three years younger than me? Mm-hmm. Three years younger than me. We had to say we had the same birthday, uh, May eight, and uh, it is Ahmad Aubrey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched the hearing, mm-hmm. and it's just you know I the uh, you know I want to give definitely I love the way that um, there was good representation as far as the investigator. Yes, did an awesome job. He held his position. Um, and the uh, prosecutor, the state prosecutor, yes. did a awesome job. I want to really, I do not Georgia know. Georgia B.I. Um, Georgia Bureau of Investigations. Um, thank you. You've been on top of this. Uh, you have really tried to make amends and be the true definition of restitution of justice as this topic proceeds. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we need to find other... We we need to continue this. Right. We need to continue this so we can have a full re- restitution of justice. Mm-hmm. Because for far too long, this has happened. And now we're to the boiling pot. The pot is boiling over now. That's it. See, we didn't catch the pot when it was halfway boiling. But see, when things start to burn and get chaotic and the economy starts to get affected, now we're listening right and restitution for your record is the restoration of something lost or stolen to its proper owner recompense for injury or loss so as a citizen of the united states we are afforded justice by the law so we are we are saying when we say restitution of justice, we are saying restore the stolen justice back to black folks. Back to the black people because the definition says restor- restoration of something lost or stolen to its proper 
owner. And we deserve justice. We need justice. And we are owed justice. And, you know, this is not a topic that can continue to sit any longer. It is time to revisit what, how can we make justice effective for all lives? There if, you go. If we're going to say all lives matter, then we need full inclusion in the law. There you go. Until we can get that kind of restitution, mm-hmm. there is no point in any conversation. Right. We must. You know, it really brings me back to the ninth, you know, the 60s during the Civil Rights Movement. The thing is, we're in a different era now. Mm-hmm. It looks different. I mean, we're clearly, we're in a whole... Um, Health pandemic. Yeah. At the same time... A racial pandemic. Right. So, we are fighting two different wars at the same, same time. time. We can't afford to let this one sit again. Because, you know, if we let this sit one more time, there is a chance that it will look three times as worse as what it did this time. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been this much rioting since Dr. King's assassination. Mm-hmm. And for every leader, for every politician, for every lawmaker, I want you to rest with this on your spirit and on your heart. Mm-hmm. When you go into the halls of Congress... When you sit in those meetings and when you, you know, lay about how to write the bill, how to present the bill, what bill to present. When you get to this portion, you really need to take your time because we cannot afford for this to happen again. I mean, it will be it, it could get I mean, I really didn't think it could get this bad. In the back of your mind, you know, it can go there because there's anger. There's mental trauma. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for us to think it can't go there is that's naive. Yeah, for sure. So it's time as citizens and leaders collectively together that we take responsibility, ownership, and do what's right. Restitution of justice and make laws count for all lives no more hashtags without true all lives matter so guys with that being said living while black is <laughs> is a serious matter and, a, and it's a continuous thing you know it's, it's we we don't change it for anything we love being black but you know it comes with a cost it comes with a cost and you know, other cultures have a privilege that some are not able to operate in, per se. And we have to recognize that. And, and you know, the one thing when you say recognize, you know, let's also recognize the fact that during this um, time of not every everything was a riot, some were peaceful protests. Yes. Um, even in the midst of riots, there were still pre- peaceful protests going on. Mm-hmm. So um, we can't 
the thing I want to say about that is the people that came together mm-hmm. that used their privilege. Um, blacks, whites, Latinos, mm-hmm. Asians, everybody coming together. That was powerful. Not was, is powerful. Because I'm praying that we continue it. That's how we get things better. better. Mm-hmm. It's how we heal the wounds. Not, not, and, and I'm not going to say not particularly black people, but, you know, we've had other cultures, you know, traumatized. Mm-hmm. There's trauma in all lives, but there is a, almost like a hovering trauma over mm-hmm. black lives. It's hovering. It's just. You think you, you think it's not gonna happen, and then it come down your street. It just right. hovers. And like we live near Air Force Base, literally, and, and they just shoot by. It hovers, and it just trembles the house. You think it's over, and then it's the next the <laughs> next plane comes by, and it's just the next jet. Excuse me, comes by, and it's, it's the reality is you think it's you think it's done, but it's almost like a helicopter. It just sits there. It may not come on your road but it's on somebody's street it ain't gone and i mean again just just to requote will smith racism is not getting worse it's just getting filmed you know what i'm saying you know we say the phrase i can't breathe in honor well unfortunate way of saying i can't breathe as a culture we're saying we cannot Really inhale and exhale our truth. We cannot inhale and exhale who we are. Our heritage. Our heritage. Our are. our culture. I mean, our hair is challenged. Our outfit is challenged. Our skin. Our skin is challenged. We, I mean, just, I mean, wow. The I mean, car. The car you drive is challenged. Your income is challenged. There's a challenge in just being this color i mean literally i can do the shorts and the t-shirt flip-flops and i could get viewed differently and i i I have i've felt it before and i can show up because i'm i'm usually in casual attire in a suit and tie and i feel the difference i did it when um i was in high school i went in the department store two days in a row first day Actually, the first day I did suit and tie. And the next day, I was like, because it, it was so nice, everything, you know, it was inviting. Made me want to shop. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I did dress down. And it was kind of, hey, how you doing? And move on. Wasn't as inviting anymore. So, so my husband has felt it. I have felt it. It's real living while black. So... I hope that um, us just expressing our thoughts on the matter that's happening in our country and in our culture has not only given you a perspective from our viewpoint, but has also challenged the way you see this situation. Because if you're um, of a different race, of a different culture, background, you recognize, I recognize that you too face some things. It may not be to this level, but you face your own challenges right but the thing about it is today's focus the society's focus is black lives mattering Mm -hmm. black lives need to matter black lives did not matter and we're protesting 
And some people are rioting to remind and help people to recognize that black lives matter. So, this your girl, Bree. And I guess this your boy, Q. This has been another episode of Resilient Love. Love. See ya. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to Resilient Love Podcast. We wanted to take this opportunity to also let you know that you can help us by committing to a monthly fee of $0.99, or $9.99. Those contributions help us to keep this movement of resilient love going. Blessings to all listeners and subscribers. Thank you all. Resilient Resilient love. love.